It's Memorial Day weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. The holiday not only marks the beginning of summer, but it signals the start to one of the biggest sporting events on Earth, an event that's been happening here for a century. For 100 years, they've been coming to this place called the Brickyard. They come to see the science of speed, the legend of the track, the drama, and to catch the thrill of man and machine going the distance. They come to be part of the greatest spectacle in auto racing, and on this 100th anniversary, witnessing a shocking finish. That is unbelievable. guys coming at you again from parts unknown cinema geekly's strange weird crazy fucking journey through the depths of netflix uh it's anthony lewis here aaron uh de la osa is also with me sir uh before before we even talk about this thing and before we <laughs> intro glenn um are we gonna I, talk about china is that what we're gonna do well yeah well originally i was gonna ask you about like how the dance routine stuff went in your latest the, the friday the 13th video that you've got up on the website right now ah uh, yes uh but what's more important now that you've mentioned this china thing <laughs> is will you be recreating her dance moves in another video I, i'm actually building the outfit from what i own in my mind right now uh I, i'm gonna say <laughs> fuck yes i'm gonna remake this I think in, that would this be is cool. what I'm doing with my Sunday afternoon, fellas. Outside, outside of that, sir, how are things going? Instead of X WWE, you know, star, it'll be like you know X indie, you know, mid Carter remakes right. X WWE stars twerking video. <laughs> it'll make headlines. I'm telling right, you, right? So. Yeah, headline uh, singular. It'll be our well, own. She was like, WWF, yeah. wasn't she? Also, oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so how how are things otherwise, sir? Things fantastic. Well? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, from my dance moves, how could they be bad? No, I know. I was going to say, and, and <laughs> have, having just seen this video, apparently, of Joni Lauer twerking and almost killing herself, I'm, I'm sure your day has been improved tenfold since then, even. so. I, I got to tell you, every so often, you see something great, like the birth of your child, you, you take your dad to the World Series, I mean, and then you see China fucking just pile drive the shit out of herself while she's trying to scale her wall like Spider-Man, it... These are the moments, gentlemen, where it's truly worth living. <laughs> uh, Glenn, I, Glenn Beauvais here is with, with us as well. Glenn, I am so happy you could make it because the word is uh, you were in quite the quite the predicament. Uh, unfortunately, I look. This is how this is how it started because I believe Man, she you, got all Dorian Gray on you. <laughs> she, say, she reversed the she reversed well, the heat. She's on been watching one. Once Upon a Time, and he's the sheriff in it. So I mean, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, I the guy who, the guy from Fifty Shades of Gray is in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, he's in the first season. I oh, believe. No I believe this. Uh, this whole conversation. Except started. he has five o'clock shadow and has a British accent. 
So does his character in Once Upon a Time, like, does he eat tampons like the dude in the movie did? Uh, no, he gets his heart ripped out and dies. Oh. Because he's the huntsman. Oh, of oh. Instead of, like, the coxman that he is in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so he does lay down some pipe. <laughs> yeah. The, um... He's hunting, all right? He's hunting that ass, ladies. Uh, so we uh, we started with Glenn asking me when when the podcast was going to be recorded tonight, and uh, it, it, at the at the very beginning, it did kind of sound like one of those scenes where you meet a girl and you go to a, a CD motel and she cuffs you to the bed and you're completely naked and she steals all of your shit. Uh, but that that is not what happened. But you did you did wake up tied to a bed. Uh, yeah, essentially. I mean, can we, can we go through, can you just go through the timeline of, of how this unfolded? Because uh, I swear, sometime, one day we just need to post our, com- well, some of our conversations that we have with each other on Facebook, because they become quite timeless from time to time. I think, I remember one night, <laughs> Anthony woke up, and it was, I guess it was like nine o'clock in the morning, like, what the hell just happened? I, f- I forgot what we were talking about. I, I, I Probably shouldn't say what we were talking about that one time. Well, this is the this is the precise discussion. Uh, Glenn Glenn chimes in with what time today, and I re- I, resp- I, I, re- I respond with tonight, like six thirty or seven, unless that conflicts. Uh, Glenn responds with only if I get out of this trap I'm in. I'm tied up, and my girlfriend left me here and isn't coming back anytime soon. Uh, I respond with more story, please. Uh, Glenn replies with, she tied me up and left me here. <laughs> I asked, I asked, is this one of those erotica meetups at a CD motel where you're handcuffed to a bed and she steals all your belongings? Uh, and then you replied with one of the most confusing statements I have ever read in my life. <laughs> I'm tied, I'm tied to the blanket that is tied to the bed. So it's a little tricky. Uh, one hand is free, but I'm watching Cosmos. So I'm in no hurry. Um, uh, I asked him if I wanted to know why. Wait, he was if in you the... had one hand free, well, well, why didn't you just free. untie I, yourself? I was meaning, like, not one free hand. I mean, like, I have one hand that, thank God, was right next to my PlayStation controller and my phone. That's how I was able to do this. Ah. So I was... had one move- workable hand that yeah, was... Yeah, basically, I could do jazz hands, hands, and that's about it. <laughs> I, I, I have another question. <laughs> How am I tied to a blanket? I can explain that. Well, that, that would be one part. Uh, the second part would be, don't you have a roommate? Like, couldn't you text him or call 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 out for him? I, I wasn't, like, worried. It was like my house is on fire. Like, I wasn't... What if you had to shit, like, at an, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, then you're kind of screwed. I'm sure if it came to that, I would have just... Adrenaline. I would have became angel dust and just so. What you're saying is though is like you know you you are kind of fifty shades of gray in this shit is because you're (laughs) kind of into it. Like that's why you like you just kind of you dipped your toe into the waters to see how it felt, and you weren't really too shocked. It wasn't too cold. You didn't step on anything slimy. So you're just you're hanging out in the in the shallow stuff, just playing around and and the ebbing pool that that would be some some spanking and and brush play. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just you know I woke up. Um, and she, she was gone and I was kind of like, I grabbed my hand or I went to move my hand and I was like, Oh, well, okay. And then I'd like move my feet and I noticed that the blanket was going with me, but I couldn't really move. Like my, my blanket has frayed ends. So essentially I have restraints built into my blanket (laughs) and she constantly like rips them and stuff like that. So they were, I, I, my hands were tied, but my, your your girlfriend rips your blanket a lot. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it okay, was also... I, I have another question later on. <laughs> and it was also tied to like the the poster or like the, like my bed frame. Uh, Do you the... live in the house they filmed Saw Two in? <laughs> no, I, I don't. It's it's not as expansive as Saw Two house, unfortunately. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I just kind of woke up and I was like, oh, well, okay, this happened. And then, uh, am, am I to presume that she, she tied you to this blanket because she thought it would be hilarious. Oh, not realizing yeah. you would not be able to escape when you, yeah, woke I mean, up. like when I realized like she was still there and she was leaving and she's like, huh, she was laughing. She's like, oh, thanks for making me laugh. I'm like, wait, what? And, uh. And like, I was, no, seriously, I can't get out of here. And she's like, "Oh, you're so silly." Moved. And, uh, I, I have, a, I have another question. <laughs> just go. You have, you, a, you have about two questions. You should probably just get them out of the way now. Were you dressed? Oh yeah, no, I like, I pretty sure I had on my Batman pajamas, and, and yeah, and I had a black shirt on. So yeah, I was, I was clothed. What a shame! It wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> erotic. I did, I don't even. I mean, I made it pretty clear that, like, I woke up and then, you know, this happened and then, you know, she was gone. Yeah. Was she she dressed like Catwoman since you were dressed like Batman? No, no, unfortunately. In the most vague sense of being dressed like Batman. No, if you count black yoga pants as Catwoman-like and a light blue hoodie. That's uh, close. That that is close. And a backpack. Then, no, I wouldn't say. I I would say that counts as Gotham Catwoman. Yeah. Okay. If she had some goggles or something as well, that would have been perfect. Maybe her son. Is she sassy? Does she have a sassy attitude? Yes. No, not not really. I'm sorry. So, you you ever had to spank her for being sassy yet, Glenn? No, I haven't had to spank her for being sassy. Does she constantly feel the need to make her presence known so this way nobody forgets that she exists? No, was, she's, okay. she's not neat. Because that's exactly like the Catwoman in Gotham. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So the thing we're actually here to discuss. Oh, man. We do this thing on the regular. Oh, you cinema. still had a couple more questions, Aaron, if you really need those to be answered. No, I, I, I'm sure your mom's turned the show off by now. But just in case you hung in there, I'll, I'll ask you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I had, as I explained, I wasn't in a hurry because I was watching The Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right, so. which is hard to right. get away from. It's I wasn't like, I'm like, as long as this is, keeps playing, I'm really, until I have to go to the bathroom, in real no need to leave. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be trapped, forced to watch something, there are worse options, for sure. Yeah, like the show we're about to talk about. Mm, segue. <laughs> oh my god, this Man. was fucking brutal. What dude. a Cinema Geekly-like segue that was, Glenn. That was very good. Was uh, so, yeah, every every week... Now, for the last two weeks, we've been doing this thing uh, where we have this uh, Netflix generate this randomizer that will randomly select for us a a film uh, to watch. And then we discuss it on a podcast. Now, here is the thing. If there is ever going to be this is just so people know that we are going to keep doing this show for the foreseeable future. If there was ever going to be some sort of thing that if we pulled it up and we're like, well, fuck it, that's the end of this show. We're not doing this. This is as close to a thing that, and and we got it out of the way quick. Uh, This is as close to a thing as we're ever going to get. And we, we pulled a documentary, which one is going to be difficult in and of itself. Although I think Glenn and I, uh, decided that if we get documentaries in the future, we'll try our best to talk more about our personal feelings on the subject of the documentary and not so much the documentary itself, because those can tend to be a little boring to just talk about. They're a little, they're more informative and less entertainment 
by and large. Uh, but not only did we get a documentary, but we got a sports documentary, and not only a sports documentary. Okay, I wouldn't call it a sport. I mean, <laughs> well, we will. We can. Ha- we can definitely have that agreement. I mean, uh, discussion. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, sir. But we. Um, we will uh, we'll we'll leave that for something that we'll discuss uh, during the podcast itself. Uh, not just this type of documentary. It was a documentary about racing, racing vehicles. I, I don't want to say car racing because these are not cars. These are big fucking plastic things that have big wheels attached to them. Well, they're independent cars. Uh, yes, they're independent. They go through the, the Sundance film circuit, and then if they get picked up, they go to Tribeca. They race and hopefully get a, yeah, yeah. a wide release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's called Indy 500, The Inside Lane. It's a 2001 documentary. Uh, yeah, so it's about... Uh, 2001? That was 2011. Or yeah, it was 2011, I think. Oh, can I do my disclaimer now since we're actually talking about it? Oh, sure, Glenn. All right. Um, here on out, I'll be using that ridiculous accent I used at the end of uh, Cinema Geekly 100. And anything I say, uh, I make it up as I go. So as far as political correctness goes... Before warned. That's I, I'm what... sorry. I, I, I literally will not know what I am saying until I say it. And until I listen to this episode, I probably won't know what I have said. Well, then I'm going to um, probably start with Aaron to talk about the proceedings because if if we have to rely on 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 uh, on on Glenn's uh, free flow of thought uh, and basically what his brain determines uh, the typical Southerner to sound and talk like, uh, you might not be the best person to to sort of frame exactly what the, well maybe you might be the perfect person to frame exactly what this oh definitely jaded and biased uh, all the the opinions will be I'm, I'm sure um yeah so glenn may slip in and out of out of ridiculousness but it's okay it's a, r- a ridiculous fucking documentary that we watched uh aaron i think you were the last person to watch this because i think we'd both uh glenn and i had both watched before you uh, had a chance to check any of this out. Uh, what? I like how you this? said, check any of it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's forty. It's forty-eight minutes, so it was it, not. It, it's like you already know. You know, I didn't make it through the whole thing. <laughs> did Did you make it through the whole thing? Fuck no, dude. Oh, it's I, uh, how far I got. Oh shit! Where did I stop? They were talking about cars. Um. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> they're talking about cars the whole goddamn time. You son of a bitch. It was uh. Fuck, man. I think it was like I made it 11 minutes in this one. Oh, shit. You guess you got 11 minutes worth of notes. Yeah. I, well, it, it, and literally, I, I stopped. As soon as, like, fuckface who runs the place, like, uh, gave the numbers about, uh, like, the, the square acreage and how many people would fit in there, they sure. told me everything I needed to know about it. And I was like, okay, that's it. You missed, you missed so many awesome things that well he, he, the way that, that he described it was that the uh the indianapolis motor speedway uh has uh like 99 and a half miles of seating um so essentially that's almost 100 miles of dickheads all crammed together uh he, he broke it down he said that the complex there uh can hold the kentucky derby yankee stadium vatican city wimbledon courts and the roman coliseum well yeah because uh, it's, it's like a giant fucking plot of land but most of the stuff that takes place does not take place on that giant plot of land. It's just shit, like right. buildings and 
other shit that I don't know what it's for. Like it just sits there on this giant hunk of land. Well, uh, let, let let me get to that. Uh, if you take out uh, Wimbledon and the Roman Coliseum together, uh, they hold collectively what uh, AT and T Stadium does. You know what Cowboy Stadium does, like sure, seating wise. Sure. So essentially, if you swap out uh, AT and T Stadium for Wimbledon and the Roman Coliseum, you've got the Kentucky Derby, Yankee Stadium, Vatican City, and Cowboy Stadium all crammed together. That holds like a few thousand. Uh, fucking dickheads all together so i mean that many assholes in one place just tells you everything you need to know right there and besides the fact it's in central indiana uh oh, tony yeah yeah it's uh it is in central indiana i mean there's nothing there the best part about central indiana is that any direction you're headed you're leaving the motherfucker so it's great you know what i mean that is true it's uh, a butthole uh glenn what what was like the overall uh like i don't know like how, how do you think they framed this documentary like what what is it a uh, what was it they were trying to get across, more or less? Well, when this document came out about uh, three or four years ago, I watched it on the Speed Channel 141, and I saw my cousin about 30 seconds into it. I'm going to interrupt you here because I, I just wanted to point out that I do believe this was, in fact, a documentary, not like a documentary documentary, like a documentary produced for television. I don't know, Aaron, if you notice this, but... Because uh, you only made it 11 minutes in, but there were clearly breaks in this documentary where they would cut to commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like noticed that, that shit. Uh, continue, sir. Yeah, I mean, them, them commercially probably entered a buy about uh, Budweiser and King of Beers and all that kind of bullshit. Uh, I mean, I'm more of a Coors Light man myself. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to go dirt cheap, I'll get Keystone. It's kind of like piss water, but at this point, you know, it's better than what we got going on over here. Uh, but no, I mean, it was it was fantastic. Uh, we got to see some of the people. I forget how many of them foreigners are on that old IndyCar race. And that Danny Elden fella. Uh, I mean, Danica Patrick, she's a woman, so she's kind of a foreigner in her own little way. But <laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't quite understand. That's why I like NASCAR. You know, ghetto boys, mouse foreigners they get is that Juan Pablo Montoya feller. But I mean, he's at least on the same fucking continent. And then, I mean, Jeff Gordon, he might as well be from China. He, that this dude, he ain't fucking American, what he I, ain't fucking is. I, I, but, uh, no, I mean, we got to learn about the cars. You got to talk about the stadiums and stuff. I mean, I've been to AT&T a couple of times, and it, there's a bunch of people you can fit in there. It made about, uh, like, 110 was the most they've ever gotten there. And I think, what, Indy, they said, what, what 330,000 people? I mean, holy fucking shit, dude. That's a bunch of fucking people. This then is what Len could sound like on every podcast, by the way. They stand around, you know, just looking at it. Uh, the car, You know, they go around, of course, they're doing left, not right, because we ain't over there in that Britain place where they can't even go on the right side of the fucking road. True. Uh, but, no, I mean, it was, it was nice. I mean... <laughs> it was nice. I, it was weird, because... I'm pretty sure I saw the same clip of Danica Patrick's press conference, and they just kept stuffing it in there over and over they again. Did. And she was saying the same fucking thing. I'm a fucking woman. I like to be here. I finished third about four fucking years ago, and I hope I can win this damn thing. But we all know she fucking jumped ship, and she went over to NASCAR, and she ain't done shit over there. That's right, sir. Uh, by the way, to to further enrage you, there actually was another female who was, in fact, from another country. Uh, the, so Danica Patrick's hundred percent American, by the way, the only person Aaron, uh, that I recognized in this entire documentary was in fact, Danica Patrick. I had no idea who any of these other motherfuckers were. I believe Glenn pointed out to me at one point, there was a fellow, uh, with the Andretti last name, but I believe he was like their second cousin. Maybe it's like twice his grandson or, I can't, I don't exactly follow the sport. I mean, 
their crashes ain't that crazy because they ain't gonna go that much high in the air. I mean, their asses only sit about six inches from the ground, even going at 210 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, but so they just kind of hit and they just kind of go. I mean, it was nice seeing the race kind of reliving that moment where you know you saw that young Ricky feller. He he could have gone up there and you know he just hit that fucking last turn and just fucking drove right into the pavement. And and then the Danielle just comes through there, fucking wins it two times. I just don't under fucking say you wouldn't ever see Junior do something that fucking stupid. I'll to tell be, you that. To translate for Glenn, Aaron, you didn't watch the end of this documentary. They actually have the they actually show shit from the race from the hundredth anniversary. Yeah, I know you're missing out big time. Uh, and there was some rookie kid who is r- driving his first race. Th- this was great for its pure hilarity. Uh, this was his first time in this race. And he was winning down the stretch or something, and uh, uh, he did some fucking. He took some risky, dumb move because the guy behind him was close to catching him or something. I'm as you can tell, I'm really he up on the, to go to the right instead of turning it to the left. I don't know. Say so basically, basically, he was there's like, there's this gray area that you go through on the track, and there was a guy who was, he was about to lap him. But if he stayed inside and behind him and underneath, he could have got caught by Dan Yeldon, who was in second place. So he decided, I'm going to cut up over this guy. And when he cut up over him, he slid a little bit too much, and that momentum just took him, bam, right into the fucking wall. Yeah, and I don't know how the fuck he finished second, because I saw about eight cars go past him, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was basically like a few, a few feet away from winning and then smashed his car into the wall and then lost. Uh, it was hilarious, actually, um, especially since he survived. Because I have a question for Glenn. Sure. What are you going to do to get back at your girlfriend for tying you up to the bed? <laughs> I mean, I may. I mean, I could try and show her something she wouldn't like. I mean, everything I've showed her, she liked the John Wick movie. You mean, you mean like uh, show her the goat? Is that what you're going to do? Show her the goat? <laughs> I mean, I can't really kick her in the ass and call her something offensive. I mean, I, I'd use no, that. No, that's not the goat. Do you want me to tell you what the goat is? Uh, why not, sir? Uh, <clears throat> be naked from the waist down and bend over right at the waist and tuck your balls up underneath by your butthole and then they just start going. <laughs> I so is it really she similar never to tie what? you up to bet to the bed again? Well, could I just do what that Ted Levine feller did in uh in Silence of the Lambs and just be I'd fuck me. If you, but if you do that, you have to have goodbye horses playing. Otherwise, oh, it's, it's just of well, it's a good fucking thing I got Spotify. Well, there I you mean, go. I'll yeah. have to move it over. I can't put it on my George Strait playlist or at Florida Georgia Line, even uh, though they're a little bit new wave for my taste. I mean, they talk about smoking that marijuana and that kind of stuff, and that's just ain't my cowboy way. And if, for the sake of our YouTube channel, please video that and uh, send me the footage. Yeah, uh, I think I'll have to put that in you porn. <laughs> no, yeah. if you're tucked, I mean, you're not showing anything. It's fine. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw a guy's bare ass on YouTube. So yeah, I mean, yep. my tiny underwear. I mean, they were, I mean, you know, quite sexy, but still, they were, they were small. <laughs> and that one dude tried to brush his teeth with a fucking gun. I mean, that was. I mean, you can't fucking do that with a fucking, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, that's not how you use guns at all. And people like that is why they fucking put a bad name for fucking guns. I mean, shit. Charlton Esson played Moses, and he's fucking charged NRA, and he fucking was great. I am relatively certain that anybody listening to this podcast who might even remotely like car racing is going to no longer listen to our podcast. No, uh, everybody turned this shit off like minutes ago, dude. <laughs> the um, here, yeah, I want to, I want to touch on this because I think, I think this is, this is awesome. The uh, not only did they constantly fucking 
jerk their own cock around about how big their their fucking racetrack is. <laughs> but there is a there is a, another scene right where they've got the redneckiest motherfucker who is in charge of all of their concessions, and he is basically talking about Glenn. Could you accurately depict how he discussed how much beer is fucking chugged at this event? Well, it was about ten glorious tanker trucks full of beer. I <laughs> that believe. That is what he said. Jesus. <laughs> That is what he said. And that's about how much it felt like I drank by the time I finished this documentary. I mean, holy fucking shit. It felt like I was right fucking there. They, I love HDTV. They basically admit, for the most part, that the only way people watch this event is to get completely fucking drunk. Like, beyond any measure of, of sanity. Uh, they need to just drink a lot. Because otherwise... Look, I, I, and Glenn, I want to get your viewpoint on this as well. Because I believe you... Uh, <laughs> You, incredibly enough, admitted to being at several races. Uh, they showed, Aaron, I don't know if you got to see this, but they showed several shots of from the crowd's perspective of the race as it was. Oh, happening. yeah. And yeah, I saw some chick flaming out like she was doing a test lap or something. Sure. There was, oh, no, like this was like, I don't know, this was just like some some B-roll that was just like during the race and there was shots of, of people watching it. And there's just seas of people and they're just sitting there. And cars speed by really fucking quick. And there is no way to follow. Like, it must be the most... Why wouldn't you just buy, like, a house next to the highway, man, and just fucking call it a day? I mean, it, I, I, I just don't... Under, it, look, I people have called baseball dull. And they're, they're correct. Baseball is a slow sport. But at least you can see what is occurring. And you can make sense of what you're seeing. Those people just seem to sit there and cars go by... And I should note, this race is a 200 late, uh, lap race. Like they, Jesus. they go around in a circle, a big circle, 200 times. Uh, just an That's incredible amount of times. dude. Jesus, man. Glenn, is it as boring as I would presume it to be? Because <laughs> the, the, these shots of the crowd, the crowd did not look excited. <coughs> it did not look like they could tell one goddamn thing from the next. Uh, is it, in fact, quite as boring as it is portrayed in this documentary? In all seriousness, it, it 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 I've been to four, may, maybe five. I can't. Remember. It's it's been like a decade since I've been, because my dad likes to go to that kind of stuff. And mm. and it's not like baseball where like you can sit there and talk with people what's happening. Sure. Because the thing is, it is really loud. Yeah. And most most people have earplugs in, or they have you know the like the gun soundproofing head uh, headphones on. Sure. So wait, does and, your dad talk like that? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there may be certain phrases I'm using that may have been come from my dad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like but no, some it, bitch. Uh, no, I, not, my dad doesn't really swear or, a whole lot. Or I mean, I, okay, dad. the NAR that is definitely like something that has probably been spoken thousands <laughs> of times. Okay. Uh, my dad i mean he's not an idiot <laughs> back to the uh back to the um, no it, it's super it boring and the thing is like you can't really you you can talk to people but they don't know what you're saying so it's mostly like hand gestures like god damn he's going fast sure. uh or it, people have the radios and they're listening into what is being talked back and forth between the pit crew and the driver Mm-hmm. That's what most people do. So they most of most of them have their their headset headset on and they're tuning into the interactions and you can switch between drivers, which is I kind of cool, I guess. But it is it is about 3 or 4 hours of you just sitting there 
Or as I did, I took a nap every time. And then you're just waiting for a wreck. And that's, uh, I don't understand. Like, I really, like, I can watch golf if it's the Masters on television. Mm -hmm. I can't watch NASCAR or anything like that because you're, you're just seeing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, I mean, at least in golf, you know, you can kind of get with the swing if you really, you know, care about it that much. Yeah. You uh, know, that, uh, that China twerking video was perfect for an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, but yeah, it is. Or yeah, it, we need to get Owen Hart in there to be, you know, like pile driver out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the um but no it, it is incredibly boring yeah i mean and the only thing i found fascinating was the redneck guy talking about all the things like the amount of food and beverage that humans consume yeah. at an event like this because i thought that was really interesting because anything about like all the different football games that happen like you know the city 500 thing happens like i think there's what three races there a year uh between all the different leagues or whatever the hell they call them, yeah. the different series. Well, what you're uh, what you're missing so, out on, Aaron, is uh, because you did not watch nearly enough of this documentary. Is I, when I tried, man, I really did. Uh, what you're really missing out on is uh, it. Really, what you're missing out on was the admission of the people who who run this thing. Uh, so they talked about like the history, like how this all started, and this 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 whole place was created as proving ground, right, for to test. Uh, the limits of cars to, you know, that they're selling oh, yeah, to people. Yeah, the dude who designed it did it on a piece of cardboard or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it, it did have a purpose when it was created it was as a proving ground for, for testing cars and their limits. Uh, but enough people started showing up apparently to watch them saying, oh, wow, these cars go fast. And they determined they could just make, uh, they just sell tickets. And, you know, it's the equivalent of America's obsession with shiny things, right? Like, oh, that car go fast. Take my fucking money, and they just, you know, enough people did it that now there's a giant goddamn Coliseum-like thing where thousands and thousands of people sit and watch the cars go fast. Uh, I like to call them assholes. uh, Holy um, shit, Prince Harry is dating Emma Watson. I'm sorry. (laughs) And she's going to be a princess. Yeah, well, she may be a real-life princess. And why not? She's taking the crown jewels to the face. Oh. Boom. Uh, the That's other thing, star. the That's highlight. Do you think? Do you think it, it, in England, like what, like what we do in America? Do you think they name their dongs? Like, do you think they have a nickname for it? Well, yeah. Well, you know, we have the Prince Edward. I mean, that's... no, no, no. I mean, like personally, like you know, most yeah. dudes have a have a name for you know for Captain. Oh, Haiti. like the so... Octagon and Jack Johnson, right? Yeah. Like like, uh, like Big Ben. Did they do that over there? Yeah, exactly. Like Big. Uh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose, that was. <laughs> so he's a giant bell. I guess he's got a bit of a ringer to him. The quantum, bell end. Quantum like bell the, end. The big bell end. So he's yeah. big man. You know what I mean? The quantum mm-hmm. bell end. Uh, bell end. So here we go. I wanted. This is the highlight for me. Was this the of all the admissions of the people who run this place? Like it's humble beginnings as a proving ground that people need to get fucking drunk as shit to watch this. The thing that intrigued me the most was the. I believe Glenn. It was called the Viper Pit. Is that yeah? Like the RKO infield, out of like the infield stuff. Basically, like you see that giant yeah. area uh, of the racetrack. There is a portion of it that is filled with people that in no way, as far as I can tell, could possibly be watching the race. Like, it seems almost impossible to see because there's so many people and they're crowded in kind of like on the infield. 
And basically what I am told is that people pay, and this is, by the way, when I say I am told, I am told by the people who run this goddamn place that essentially people pay tickets a lot of money to congregate here, and apparently they drink a lot and apparently fuck a lot as well because they, the, the, the owners make no contention that, uh, while they're unwilling to comment on just what goes on in this viper pit, they're relatively certain that generations of children have probably been born in that viper pit or have been conceived, I should say. Wait, okay, stop for Probably a, a few stop, have been born Stop, well. stop, stop. So this dude admits that there's just like a, a big, like, pug knuckle fucking pig orgy going on in the yep. middle of his race and, and they're, they're cool with it? Absolutely. They are proud wow, of this dude. fact. Yes, it's the they. they have, Americans like, are crude. He's like That's the story. Really <laughs> he's like the. I, I believe one of them says something along the lines of like, "Oh, the stories I've heard about the Viper Pit," and he's like chuckling the whole time. I bet like, you that's what Randy Orton crap. calls his dick is the Viper Pit. <laughs> it's his asshole. That's what he calls his asshole. Oh, I love it. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, so. Anyway. Have you ever seen that picture of Brian Knobs? Like, what's wrong with his butthole? No, I have not. It's monstrous, dude, and it looks just like Hulk Hogan's arm. You are right, sir. Nobody, nobody is listening to this podcast. Google it. Yeah, I, anybody still listening? Google Brian Knobs asshole. It is gaping. Uh, we did find a way to get through this thing, though. I don't. I don't know if I want to go any further because we are thirty minutes in. And to spend any more time on this particular documentary or subject. Uh, I will say this, Glenn, would you agree that it was a totally bland yet fairly, I guess, technically well-made documentary? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a made-for-TV documentary. There yeah. was, it wasn't, like, offensive or, like, bad editing. It was just, you're run-of-the-mill, just like when you watch Super Bowl, the run-of-the-mill documentary about each team going up to the Super Bowl. I mean, they're just, mm-hmm. uh, it was, you know pretty generic i mean it was the awful generic rock music to get it started oh, with and right it was so every awesome. cut scene it was just holy crap yeah it was it was fine it's just was there, do you guys actually have notes did you draw from your notes at all i'm curious no i did it because my files deleted i mean nah, there, man. i had a couple of like you know barack obama trying to take this away from us kind of thing i mean but it was <laughs> i basically I had a whole introduction that i i was I, no i, I was written I, down i was wondering if you had actually any actual note? No, I, no, no. They I were know, just complete nonsense. I know for a fact there were at least one or two things that I cannot remember off the top of my head now that somebody said that I wish I, uh, I had written down. The, well, I, I I wrote down like the size of the fucker and all that, like how many seats and you know whoever else could. Oh, it's so ridiculous! The size of this thing. Oh yeah, it's fucking. Insane. I don't even. It, I, it, but it they can only house that like many three... assholes. Like it, it could literally fit Cowboy Stadium and fucking Yankee Stadium, dude. That's a lot of dickheads. But man. it's only used That's... like three or four times a year. That's the thing I, that astounds me about these NASCAR stadiums is they're only used, you know. So often they're not. It's not a, you know, at least Cowboy Stadium. Like in the off season, it's used for fucking Taylor Swift concerts, and I mean <laughs> Paul McCartney, and he should fucking sell that stadium because he's Paul fucking McCartney. Sure, why do they, uh, why do they only the race there like, like a couple times a year? Yeah, well, I, I think it's just the that's just the sport. I mean, you've got I don't know how many races they have. I think like thirty, and then. Uh, all the stadiums around the country you go to. I think they only, there's only certain stadiums they go to twice. I know Daytona they go to twice, and Texas uh, Speedway they go to twice, and maybe Talladega, because Talladega is the biggest. I don't know if they go to it twice or not. 
Yeah, I I don't even. Know. I know way too much about NASCAR. I have like paying zero attention to it. I'm surprised that the uh, also the the level of popularity does not seem to translate particularly well onto like broadcast because apparently they do not get particularly great viewership on TV. But the turnouts for like the events are always really strong. But the the watching on TV thing is not always like uh, as as Aaron may or may not know uh, when WWE was renegotiating their TV rights, they kept boasting about how many how 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 uh like how much larger their viewing audience is than like nascar which means that and nascar is bigger than than indie racing yeah um so i'm i'm you know i i know why nascar and indie racing get more ad revenue because they place the fucking logos on everything uh and that's why they get more ad revenue than wwe gets uh but at the same time like i'm 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 just struggling to to figure out why they've got the gargantuan fan base yet the viewership is not produ- like i don't know anybody really who well, watches racing people just TV. really like that viper bit i guess man i guess i don't know i don't know anybody who watches racing on tv at all i yeah. i've known a few people who have gone to uh, races and stuff like that, but I've I don't really know anybody personally that I speak to on a regular basis that actually watches it on on TV. Uh, my so. dad's work friends they all watch it on TV. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, it's one of those. I don't things, know them, like, but people. The, the, you, that I guess people. they have it like uh, the the picture in picture, so it's like the smaller screen. Like if they're watching football, it's usually right. just on in the corner. It's like watching the stocks. I mean, you could just kind of look over like, oh, hey, hey, my stock went up like $5. Cool, you know. What? I know, when you go up $5, people, calm down. The crashes there are uh, probably better, too. Well, yeah. yeah. Zing! <laughs> Definitely more invested in that. Oh, So many ooh. puns. Oh, the... Oh, good Lord. Well, the races can be a real bear. Oh, oh my God. Enough of your bullshit, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> Oh, can we just stop doing this? <laughs> All aboard the pun train, Glenn. If that's when you know this show should just end. Absolutely. Uh, We're talking so... about racing and the stock market puns. <laughs> so for Glenn Povey and Aaron Day-Lewis, I'm Anthony Lewis. Uh, we, we will be back with, hopefully, n- not another racing documentary. Mm, uh, will you please watch the China video now? Oh, we will definitely watch that China video. Uh, maybe we will review that on From Parts Unknown next week. Oh, I hope so. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment?